Welcome to No Instructions. I'm Bob. And I'm Josh. And you're Josh. You're far more reserved than I was in that. And I'm Josh. Welcome to No Instructions. I mean, it's fine. That was I'm fun. Just... <laughs> it's like we're the those two those two ladies on uh, Saturday Night Live. <laughs> the, what are they? The talk we radio. Talk people? like this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's going on? Nothing, man. How are we? Welcome back. Um, where was I? You were in Atlanta. Oh, that was like a week ago. It's been a week since last we spoke. I mean, kind of. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I talked to you this morning. Yeah, it's weird that like we're together all day long. In at the radio end of the day. land. Radio land. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to find pieces here. And I to make your brickhead, you as a brickhead, and I just, I'm not feeling it. Like, you don't wear shirts that color. I don't. That's I why don't I had to make a flannel shirt. Oh, yeah. People last time didn't actually get to see the finished result. Oh. Well, if you're watching the video, you can so. see the brickhead that Josh made of me last time, which yeah. is great. There's a little Bob. He's got his flannel shirt on. He's got his beard. He's got his glasses. He's got his spiky, sticky, uppy hair. I think that's And a little what? orange house and a screwdriver. Whoop. I broke it. <laughs> and so far, Josh has uh, half a shirt. That's a color he doesn't wear, probably. Because, like, all the options here are pink, orange, yellow, brown, red, or green. Mm -hmm. And, like, maybe, like, an aqua blue. Yeah, I had to outsource some of my shirt colors from our spare parts yeah. bucket. I was trying to do black, but there's not enough pieces. Trying to do gray because you have a gray sweatshirt on. Not enough pieces, so... I can get a Sharpie. Mmm. There's always that. Sacrilege. You know, Sharpie Legos. I mean, I guess you could, but whatever. Anyway, so you're going to get this colored shirt that you wouldn't normally wear. Okay. Maybe I'll find you one for Christmas. <laughs> shirt exactly that color. Yeah. It's a very Peanuts, like... Um, it is. Like Linus were to have a shirt. I was trying to make... I was trying to go for, like, shades of gray, and then it had, like, a blue graphic on the front. Like There are some stickers. in the middle. Yeah, maybe you could put something there. There we go. But, like a... Like a bow tie that just screams The Josh. neckerchief, yeah. <laughs> or pal. Yeah, we'll figure it out. So if you're just tuning in, we're, we're making Lego sets while we have a conversation. That's and what we always do. The set that we started, or the set that your wife got us last time, was to make these little Lego brickheads that they make uh, movie characters and comic book characters out of, and they have some that you can make your own. And in the instructions, they have like various t-shirt designs or like skirt designs and then you build the head and it kind of walks you along with you know this is how to make a beard or how to make hair or headphones or hat or whatever and so you just kind of pick it and choose your own building creation so that's i built bob last time while he was doing a set he's going to build me this time while i do a set yeah but i think i took all the good parts well i mean maybe i am looking for pieces that you used the dark blue that was very difficult to find. I yeah. thought that they would maybe make more of those seems for like, that like would pants, make sense, but yeah, yeah, jeans. Yeah, mm. I didn't even get to that. You're gonna be wearing shorts, dope. <laughs> oh, I could do some like crazy color board shorts for you. There you go, yeah, that'll work. I dig so, it. So maybe I should just go shirtless. Ooh, <laughs> not me, your uh, your <laughs> brickheads. I was about to say that could be taken in a couple different ways, yeah, anyway. And I am doing. Uh, what set am I doing? I'm doing the Sarlacc Pit. Star Wars Lego set. It's got Boba Fett, the Sarlacc, uh, and the rest of the gang. <laughs> Sarlacc you know. and the rest of the gang. Yeah. It's got Han and Chewie, and then the guy who gave Boba Fett... You don't know his name? His little bump. Weakway. Weakway? Weakway. 
I just had the figure when I was a kid. It's probably the only reason I know that name. I when I started this, <clears> I'm like, I need to to Google this dude's name so that I can have a little bit of credibility. Weak way. But I just put and the gang. <laughs> and the gang. <laughs> this is a default. That would be a decent band name, Jabba and the Gang. Hmm. Or Sarlacc and the Gang. Either mm. one. Weak way and the gang. All sorts of options. Nice. Uh, so you went to... Hold on, but you got back from Workbench. Oh, yeah. What's this? We... It's, it's like a week ago. Yeah, okay. It's old news. I mean, yeah. I, I went to WorkbenchCon. Did you have fun? It was pretty cool. Yeah. It was nice to see people. It was weird uh, being like at an event like that and not having anything to do. Mm. Like not having any requirement of me. It was nice, but I just kind of floated around, talked to people. First, room, first day I didn't leave like the main room. I just stood in there and talked to people the whole time and just kind of floated around. And Yeah, all the classes were in uh, a, like two. You had to go up an escalator and down two hallways and across to another building through like a skywalk thing. Hmm. There's a bunch of buildings in downtown Atlanta that are connected by skywalks. Do we tell the story about what happened last time? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. We had a real-life escape room situation. <laughs> Because you and I and your wife, and I don't remember who else, were walking back from somewhere to get to the hotel, and it was in one of those skyways, and we came upon, it was in some bank that no yeah. one was in, Yeah. and there was a lady inside one of the skyways that was looking at us like she was trapped in the little tunnel, the people tunnel, like she could get in from her building, but couldn't get into the bank where we were, and so we had to, I had to break open the door, and I got her out, and then whenever we got in, we had the same problem where we couldn't get in the other building. Mm-hmm. But there was a button on the non-us side of these sliding doors <laughs> yeah. that you had to push. Yep. And so I took apart like a decorative flower display of like these fake flowers. And I bent the end of it and I put it through the middle of the two sliding doors and it made it like a hook and then pulled the hook back and pressed the button and we got out. We survived. It was pretty fun. Well done. That was one of my favorite things about WorkbenchCon last year. <laughs> um, so I'm trying to give you a sleeveless shirt. Oh. Because I can't find the right color sleeves. <laughs> so, But I also can't find the right color skin. Man, this is a disaster. Anyway, um, we're going to have slightly darker skin than you actually have. Yeah, that won't look great. Man. I thought this was going to be fun. This actually it, does it say that you fun. can build two? Yeah. It, yeah. Maybe you can't build two of the, the same, same looking people. It promotes diversity. Yep. Like forcing you to build someone of. You can build me in the just benign albino. Yeah. Remember we talked about it last time. Two modales a constructor. Yeah. Yeah. I mean other languages. Yeah. It says two build two right there hmm. in English. I'm sure of it. I mean, you can consult the scrap bucket. Uh, it's allowed. Yeah, I'll just—you'll just look a little crazier than discouraged reality. Um, yeah, so WorkbenchCon was cool. Uh, I did end up going to a couple of classes, and I learned a fair amount. Um, got to talk to a bunch of people that I hadn't seen in a while. People I knew. Got to meet a bunch of new people. Just you know how those events go. Mm -hmm. um, it was cool. It was fun. Good. How yeah. was it compared to the last year? I, it was pretty similar. Really, it was bigger. Because it was in a sure. different venue, and there were it was a lot more people. It was in a different people. venue, and there were probably cool. more than twice as many people, I think. But it didn't really feel like it was that much bigger because the venue was bigger. That's good. You know, kind of scaled appropriately, I think. Um, I was worried that it, was good. it would lose some of its kind of intimacy. 
I mean, I think it kind of did because it was broken up into different places. Mm-hmm. So some people gathered in one area and then other people gathered in a different building. And then there were enough people that not everybody stayed at basically the same hotel. Oh, yeah. So there were two hotels across the street from each other. So you had people gathering like in one bar at one place and one bar at the other place. And so it just kind of still saw everybody, but it was a little bit different. But I thought they actually did a pretty good job of letting it scale without it just like falling apart. Good. Yeah. So Because that was, that was kind of the hook for WorkbenchCon for me and the thing that I uh, advertised everybody else as making it valuable was that it was small enough to where you could get the information that you needed in a non-crowded or really rushed mm-hmm. environment. And so it's good to hear that it still had some elements. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's wrong. Um, uh, oh, I had something from it. I don't know what it was. I don't know. You went to um, Ikea. This I did. I went to the dreaded Ikea. How exciting was that? It was on a whim. Okay, so imagine if you would... Driving two and a half hours to Ikea with three children in the middle of the day. No. It was, it was about like that. <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah. So the van has a, a DVD player in it. So the, the trip up there was kind of nice. Everybody was watching a movie and it was quiet. And then like randomly somebody would just start scream laughing at something in the movie and just startle me really bad. But I mean, it was good. The kids had a good time. And then when we got there... Uh, we've never had to use the like little play area. Like mm-hmm. you can, yeah. the kids can just like get signed in and just go play for a while. I'm like, this is going to be magnificent. We can just spend time, just the two of us, like we did back in the day, walking around Ikea and getting ideas and having conversations without having to worry about snacks and all the other stuff you have to worry about. And then they told us you could only have your kids there for an hour. Hmm. I'm like, what can you do at Ikea in an hour? You can't even get to the meatballs in an hour. That's true. Definitely can't eat the meatballs. In no. Hour. So, yay. I mean, it was nice for that little while. We got the ideas for the things that we wanted because um, we're making an office in our house. And so a lot of the things that I would I was going to add or make in the office is not worth the walnut that I have in there to make. Mm-hmm. Or, like, I just need a small little thing with some drawers in it. And so the amount of drawers that I could get at Ikea for the paper that's going in it is still cheaper than the 10 drawer slides that I would have to buy. Yeah. So there's some stuff in this office that I'm definitely going to build that I'm going to be proud of. And there's other little supporting cast members that don't need to be the star of the show. So that's what we went there to get. So what do you think um, your... What's the biggest aversion to going to Ikea for you? Honestly... Was it, was it just having to take the kids? Uh, yes. Because it's, I mean, if you've never been to an Ikea, if people are listening to this and they're makers or woodworkers, like people seem to poo-poo all over Ikea and... Gross. That's why I wouldn't want to go there. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty clean, but they do have toilets. (laughs) And they put plastic over the toilet, so imagine if you did poo-poo on it, it would get messy. But, I digress. (laughs) Um... Having your kids in a place that long where they're not allowed to just run and break things, like, they don't like that. They mm. don't want it. Yeah. And it's nice that there's a restaurant, like, halfway through, so you can take a little break, but they better have food that those kids want to eat. And if your kids don't like lingonberries, I mean, <laughs> they've got chicken tenders and stuff. And then my son thought that it was orange juice, but it was, like, some orange smoothie thing. 
and he freaked out. And so, yeah, like I, I love my children, but that's an endurance battle for anyone, let alone a, a six-year-old. Mm. So they had a lot of fun in the play place, and then they were forced to leave, and they had to go with boring old mom and dad looking at the Jurgsters and the Ajax or and, the Amclus. And the Forbies. Yeah, like, man, that, that Klubhob uh, headboard is <laughs> beautiful. But yeah, it was a good time. We got what we needed. Stayed within budget. So that's cool. Yeah. Where's the piece? There it is. How do you feel about IKEA? Because it's a pretty polarizing topic. Uh, I don't know why it's polarizing. I mean, I don't know. I kind of like IKEA. I think there's a lot of things there that I wouldn't want to buy just because they're so plain. I mean, I'm. Definitely like a non-ornamental person. Like I would prefer things to be nice and clean and simple. But some of the stuff there is like a little bit too far, you know. Stylistic? Um, yeah. Just yeah. like, that's a white square. Yeah, you can do a little bit with that to yeah. make it interesting. But um, like I don't mind for what you're paying for. Like I don't mind the quality of it because you kind of go into it knowing that you're not buying like heirloom furniture or anything. But I actually do like a lot of the non-furniture items that they have. So a lot of the kitchen stuff is really cool. Mm -hmm. I think well-made and um, all of their lighting. Like you cannot find a lot of that lighting any cheaper anywhere nope. than at Ikea. And it's totally worthwhile to go there for stuff like lights and um, shades, you know, drapes, anything like that. So I don't know. I kind of like it. You can get ideas too because there were a lot of times like half of my phone – uh, they don't have the little paper and the little golf pencils anymore. Really? Or the one that we went to in Indianapolis didn't have it. Hmm. So I, I imagine, and rightly, you know, appropriately, that people would just take pictures of the stuff they wanted. But it was kind of weird because with the pencil, like, that was my finalized list. Like, I knew I had to go to those places. The stuff I took, you know, pictures of on my phone was like, oh, I could make that. Or like, ooh, that might look there. It was, it was more of a Pinterest board than a shopping list. Hmm. So when I got to the end... I was like, oh, man, I forgot what I was going to get and what I just thought was neat. Oh, yeah. And also I had to spend an extra 37 seconds to pay attention to what I was doing. But That's not cool. Something fell off the bottom of this. Oh, there it is. I, I have to say, I'm not a fan of this set. Why? Um, because of the color thing. Oh, just because you, you, can't, you don't have what you need, and that is extremely atypical of a Lego set? Yeah, I think so. Hmm. It's like if you want to make a kid with brightly colored clothes that looks just like all the ones in the instructions, sure. But I I just don't want yellow parts on a hat. But the, the way that they're describing to build the hat, I'm also trying to follow like the path that they've set you on. Like I guess I could just make my own type of hat. But hmm. Oh, yeah, because I just kind of got the, I got the gist of what they were going for. Yeah. And then I just kind of took the pieces that I need. But I guess... Uh, I also, because with the color scheme, like the brown hair, it has like pretty much like a brown hair set. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know if there would be enough brown hair pieces for the two of us. And so you kind of have to build a hat. I mean, it's me, so it's appropriate, but kind of don't have a choice because I took all the brown hair pieces. Yeah, and I'm, I don't know if you've noticed, but um, you have really white skin. Oh, okay. So you don't go out much. That's fine. So, so you have uh, like super pale. I don't know if we can see this on the video, but 
He's super pale. This dude, this dude compares. <laughs> I look like Voldemort. And you got shorts on, uh, so I can see your super white legs. So there you go. He's like a, a tiny unitard. Hey, yeah, you got like speedos. That's what the gray part is, the dark gray part there. Mm. Yeah. So, but I honestly would not feel like I don't. I don't know what I would need from or want to see in an IKEA at this point in my life to make it worth driving two and a half hours to get to. If it was here in town, like maybe. But yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it was kind of on a whim, and I look at it like I need smaller pieces of a thing. And there's definitely stuff in that room that I want to spend my time and effort on. And then there's definitely stuff that I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm like, let's go get some of the I don'ts. And then while we're there, maybe there's something else I can be inspired to do or to see. Or maybe there's some, like, kitchen thing that we don't have. Some storage solutions, which I think IKEA is really awesome about. Because mm-hmm. it's a very European idea is to make, you know, the most of a really small space. And that's just fascinating to me, you know, regardless of wherever we are, however you feel about it. I, I love when people do something cool with a small area. And I got some ideas, and I got some stuff. Cool. Yeah. So I, I think hooray for Ikea. I know the stuff is not that great. Um, you say, like, stuff is not heirloom. I totally agree with that. But I think people take the quality or the durability of Ikea furniture uh, a little... A little on the nose. Um, hmm. We've moved across the, the planet three times, and my IKEA furniture made it every single time. Hmm. When we went into the RV, because IKEA furniture is so light, like it's it's mostly cardboard with like a plasticky kind of veneer. I understand that. I accept it. But in that case, I needed stuff that was lightweight that I could alter, and hmm. it was inexpensive, which was even better. Yeah. So I think if you go in with the right attitude, knowing that you're getting, um, uh, which which is funny because a lot of people in the comments, especially when we did any we do any kind of home renovation videos, they're like, "Man, these American houses are all just like paper." I'm like, well, I'm walking through IKEA. I'm like, "Man, all your Swedish stuff is literally cardboard." Yeah. So it's you you pick and choose. Yeah. But yeah, we got the pieces that we needed. The office is kind of set up. Um, it was kind of nice because we got a, a bigger desktop and then we got to just kind of ma- put some legs on it. And my wife and I are going to share the desk downstairs, which is odd for me because we've, I mean, we've, we've done that in the past, but it's never been like an actual space to dedicate it to work. Like that half is her room and this half is going to be my part of the room. And so we sat like just facing each other in the same desk while we were just doing stuff and we were working last night. I was like, oh. Like hmm. you're my coworker, and this is kind of nice. <laughs> Never had that before. Yeah, that's cool. I don't, I don't know that uh, we could do that just because I would prefer to like, or I wouldn't really care where my desk was, but Jenny would definitely want it like by a window facing the sun so that she could not be in a corner. Whereas when I'm working, I don't really care if I'm like in a basement if there's windows or any of that stuff. But well, that was. A conversation that we had, and I'm just going to say conversation, because <laughs> when I modeled up the room and I made the plan and I made like our shopping list and all this, it was under a certain set of pretexts and uh, constraints. And then when we got there, all those, and we could put everything in the room and I'm like, okay, here it is. This is what we talked about. Like all those constraints changed and, uh, but it was really dumb because we're sharing this space. <laughs> Yes, I'm going to say, 
The argument was dumb, but it was we acknowledge after the fact that it was dumb unilaterally because she wanted the space to be arranged for me and I wanted the space to be arranged for her hmm. and we didn't think we could have both of those things. And so she was like, well, we'll do it like this because you want it that way and not in a like spiteful way. She's like, this is supposed to be ours. I'm like, but you need this space to do more than I need this space to do more. So let's just do it your way because that way makes operational sense. And she's like, no, she didn't want to have to concede. So we both had each other's, um, like, we were both thinking of each other's needs. Mm-hmm. And it was irritating the crap out of both of us. Yeah. Because <laughs> we couldn't come to a consensus because we were both trying to make concessions for the other person out of love. Yeah. Which caused an argument. We've had that before. It is kind of weird when, and and it's like a legitimate, not like, fine, whatever you want. Like uh-huh. a, you legitimately want the other person. You care more about what that they get what they want than you get what you want. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we've had that where that happens on both ends, and it leads to on in our case anyway, it leads to a whole lot of indecision because neither one of us want to step on the other person and like force our will into anything, you know, because yeah. it's just not. Me getting what I want is not really that important to me most of the time. Um, but it's also you know, the same for her. And, yeah, we've never really figured out a way around that. We just, a lot of times decisions just take way longer than they should because of it. But. Well, we set the room up in a certain way. And then we hem hawed back and forth about, like, no, you need this. It was like, well, no, you need this. And then we, like, acknowledge to each other, you know, like, we're, we're being dumb right now. Like, stop thinking of me. You're like, well, you stop thinking of me. I'm like, this is the craziest argument I'll that a married couple you can have. Do it to me first. Yeah. Knock it off. Just let me be nice to you. Yeah. And then we moved a bunch of stuff around. She left, and then I put stuff pretty much back the way that she originally had it pre little, little quarrel mm-hmm. and went back down. Went, yeah, that seems to work really well. <laughs> when, like, not a noticeable change in arrangement at all. Hmm. But it worked, it worked just fine. So it was, and then we both were like, I'm sorry, I wasn't trying to be spiteful. And it was open that both, no, we're not being sarcastic. It was legitimately, I wanted you to not have to concede. And when you're both trying to stand your ground for the benefit of the other person, it is a weird stalemate. Yeah. I mean, what's the way around that though? Um, not, not, not to stand your ground, but like. Well, I know it's I know what the answer is. So sometimes I think especially in marriage, you have to just give in for the sake of the other person being able to be uh, the servant. Mm-hmm. And that's hard for at least for both of us. But sometimes we just have to accept the fact that somebody else wants to do something for us and realize that at that moment it's not about me being nice. It's about her being nice. And I need to let her be nice because that's not for me. It's for her in a weird way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and it feels like it feels selfish. I don't, that's weird. It feels selfish, but it's actually not selfish to get what you want by letting the other person give you what you want. Yeah. Does that it, make any sense? No, it, it does. You're allowing them the joy because I know my wife and your wife the same like they love to serve other people yeah they love to to just out of the goodness of their heart just help you know that 
without it having to come back to their benefit, like that mm -hmm. sense of altruism, like I, if people need help, I just want to help them. Yeah. And it's nothing more than that. And so that's what we had last night. She was like, you know, I, I love you and I don't want you to have to give the space. And I'm like, yeah, that's great, but you need the space more. So you need to have a thing. She's like, yeah, but then that means that you're giving up the space. And so ultimately we both got exactly what we wanted for the other person. Mm. Uh, and if we had spoken no words to each other, it would have ended up the exact same original <laughs> configuration in which we both got what we wanted. And so I, I don't... I don't know what the need or I don't know why we felt like we both had to flex in a strange way for the other person. When I remember I looked at her, I'm like, I'm being as honest and as stoic as I can possibly be. I would like it like this now, please. And she's like, you don't want that. You just want that because you're saying that for me. And I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's a double blind. Yeah. Like, yeah. This, this is not a trick. All right. This is as far as I can get. So you have... You have extremely white skin because you've been inside all winter. Um, you have a bass guitar because you made a bass guitar. You have a hat that's black and has a little green thingy on it because that's as close to the McGuire's logo as I could find on the sticker sheet. Um, so there you go. And you, you have kind of brown hair. I have like a shaved back of my head. <laughs> oh, it's shaved. Yeah, sure, yeah. I don't know how that would happen, how you'd have a tan shaved area and white skin everywhere else. But... Yeah, sorry. I don't know. You you did a better job at this one than I did. <laughs> I, I concede. <laughs> it's pretty terrible. I I don't really like the the no instructions part. No, 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 no. It's not that at all. I I actually prefer no instructions to building stuff. But I think I don't know the method for building this type of character yet. And the pieces are limited, and so yeah, I'm just not a big fan of it. At the moment, Let me check this out. Here, let's put it on the on the stand. Oh yeah. Where's his beard? Oh, I don't have a beard either. Shade it. Okay, I can, I can do a beard. Somehow. It's like when my son draws a picture ah, of me. I don't ever. Face my face just got ripped right off. <laughs> my kids don't ever draw a picture of me with a beard. How did you do beard? Huh. There in the instructions, there's a picture of like a guy with a mohawk and a beard. So you gotta follow that one. I'm just gonna do that. Nice. <laughs> there you go. Done. Oh, you should there's, watch. There's just a big flat beard. <laughs> you should watch what Bob made. Oh man, go on YouTube right now. Look up No Instructions Podcast so you can see uh, see how little effort yeah, I put let's, in. Let's, let's do this. Let's do this side by side. All right. Here, what are you gonna do? Camera. Okay. So let's do that one. That one's me. And then. <laughs> and that was Bob. <laughs> but I think in my defense, if I would have, or in your defense, if I would have made yours um, with less fidelity, it would have left more pieces for you to maybe make me. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. I was trying to be nice. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> Let me check this out here. Uh, so Captain Marvel comes out this weekend. <laughs> Are you excited about Captain Marvel? Uh, I'm as excited as any movie that's going to come out before uh, Endgame. Hmm. I want to watch Endgame. Yeah. So, like, hooray for anything else. Like, I just want to watch that. So, if you're going to add to it with Captain Marvel, then great. I hope that, and I think this is the reason I'm excited about it, is that it will reveal something that will tease us toward Endgame. I know it happens in the past. I know it's like, but I hope that 
as you're watching it, you go, oh, wait a minute. This could be the thing that ends up saving the thing with the thing later. Like, like the end of Ant-Man? Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah. look at there. I forgot. Yeah. Kind of. It'd be cool. But at the same time, it, it has to be standalone. You know, it has to mm-hmm. it happened, whatever, in the 90s. So I don't know. Are you excited about that part? A little bit of nostalgia coming back? Uh, nah, no, no. See, because in 90s, this is, this is where I live in the nostalgia. Yeah. Because before this, all the movies were in, like, watching Last Starfighter and things, and things are in the 70s, and those are 70s, early 80s, like, when I was born. So yeah. now, now they're in my wheelhouse where people better be wearing some Jinkos and a <laughs> Limp Bizkit t-shirt. Yeah, I mean, the 90s for me were high school and college, and, yeah, you know, not, not my favorite times of life. <laughs> Especially the high school part. So, I don't know. But, I mean, it's another Marvel movie. I think I'm excited just because it's another Marvel movie. Yeah. We finally got caught up. Um, have we talked about kids watching Infinity War with nope. the kids on here? So, we've been watching all of the Marvel movies in order and over the past several months, trying to get them up to speed before Endgame. Oh, and we can't talk about the thing yet. No, we can't. Well, yeah, we could. Maybe. Yeah, why not? Go ahead. I talked about it on the podcast. Today. Oh, you on did? The other podcast, yeah. Okay, well, go for it then. Um, so we built, a few weeks ago, we built some new built-ins in the living room because the video was being sponsored by LG, who gave me this really awesome projector, 4K laser projector. And to have something to project on, I got a motorized screen that's 100 inches that comes down from the ceiling. So we built cabinets and put this thing up in the thing, and it comes down. And so... We've been working through the Marvel movies, and we finally got to where we were up to Infinity War. And I kept telling the kids, like, it's just, we got to wait a couple weeks, because I wanted to get the screen in, Mm -hmm. so that the first thing we watched on this gigantic screen in our living room was Infinity War. And we did. And before we started the movie, they were so excited. And they've been waiting for it. And they're looking at it, like all the rest of us did, from like a... I love all these other movies. They're so exciting and so this and so that. And I'm just looking forward to, yay, more, you know, all the characters in one place. Yay. And before we started the movie, I was like, guys, this movie is going to bum you out. Oh, don't do that. (laughs) No, I was trying to be like honest with them. Like, this is not really what you think. And they were like, what are you talking about? It's going to be great. Whatever, whatever. So we watched the movie. I look over at the end. My daughter is crying. Aww. And people are fading away on screen. And she's just like looking at the screen like, what in the world? She had this horrified look on her face like, this can't be happening. And it was interesting because I looked at her while this stuff was, was going on. And she had the look that I felt when I saw Empire for the first time. Ooh. And it dawned on me at the moment, like, that's this generation, that is the hmm. same thing for them. Because I remember watching Empire for the first time and hearing that line. And I was like, there is no way that Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's father. No way. Spoiler. And then it just kept going. And they didn't, like, he didn't go, ha ha, I was just kidding. My or, bad. Know, yeah. Psych. And I remember walking out of that movie, because it was, you know, it kind of ends on a low note. They mm-hmm. didn't win. They, like, flee. I was just like, well, you can't end a movie like that. And then I watched all my kids go through that same thing, except for the youngest, but he fell asleep. But the rest of them went through that same thing. At It was over. The screen went black and credits started coming up, and they all looked at me like, what? what? Why, it, it Daddy? Can't, what? 
It was so crazy. And I was like, I'm sorry, guys. Luckily, you only have to wait about a month to watch. Yeah. Whereas we've been waiting for a year. Yep. You know. So I remember the look on our face when we yep. finished watching that movie. Yep. I mean, we were. It wasn't crying, but like I remember, we just sat there, and I just kind of watched. I'm like, what? You can't stop. What? Right there. Yeah. What? <laughs> and I watched it with Deacon because. I kicked my microphone. I'm sorry. That's bound to happen. Uh, but he watched it with me in the theater, and I was like looking at him for his reaction, and he just like his his mouth kind of dropped. You know, so so everyone's gone. <laughs> I'm like, mm, I don't know. I don't know. And then when the credits started rolling, and he realized like, okay, so that's it. Like everybody just evaporated. Like that's yeah. what happened. He was excited because it was different. Because the, mm. he was excited that the bad guys won, and I, I'm I'm gonna justify it to myself. Not that he has some weird sadistic side, was I think he was excited that it didn't end in a normal stereotypical yeah. like superhero arc. Like yes, they did something different. He's like yeah. the bad guys never get to win. He's like the bad guys won, and now what's gonna happen? There's like hardly any good guys left. Yeah, I'm like you're kind of getting it. Hmm. But yeah, just watching that look on his face was the same. Was not the same look as when Han Solo got stabbed. Oh, that, yeah, that messed me up. I that got, look, I gotta be honest. That look, like I knew it was coming. I could see the writing on the wall, and I'm like, don't, don't do, don't do this. Yeah, with you guys looking from on high, something bad's about to happen. I don't yeah. know exactly, but it's it, they can't okay. stop it. They're yep. obviously up there. Yeah, and I remember looking at his face when he saw it happen, and he he got really upset. Yeah, and then when we went to go see it, like. We saw it again the next day with another friend of mine, and he was like, Dad, this is the part where I saw it again. I'm like, be quiet. <laughs> You're ruining this. Enough with you. Yeah, I saw that coming as well, but I, it, man, as yeah. soon as that saber went through him, I was like, no, you yep. can't do that. <laughs> like, just push him off, or like something, you know, he dies, like they get a telegraph. <laughs> They're like, oh, he died. But the Force Awakens, man, yeah. when that came out, we saw oh. it the pre-release with like the really excited fans, mm. and that made it such a difference. Yeah, like when we saw uh, the Last Jedi, you know, the movie aside, but the crowd was way more somber, way more quiet. Mm. They didn't get excited and cheer like when the Falcon showed up or whatever. And I guess it's because of the timing and the kind of the the reinvigoration of the story because yeah. there had been such a huge gap. But I mean that. That made all the difference. Like being around a group of people who reciprocate the excitement or the mm -hmm. fe or the fear or the sadness or whatever it is, like just brings you into that moment so much more. So that's yeah. I'm sorry that that she got upset, but yeah, that, no, I mean that means that it's you know it's it's working. Yeah, yeah, and it's really interesting to me that it affects her in the way that it did because I think it's super cool that my daughter cares more about the superhero movies than the rest of the boys do. Hmm. They like them and the, you know, they cared and stuff, but like she really likes them. I think that's awesome. And she asked me all these questions about comic book characters and stuff. And has she gone to the comic book store yet? No, I've never taken any of them to the comic book store. There's um, a cat that roams around there. It smells bad. <laughs> I mean, they have only read a couple of comics, but they just really like the superhero, you know, the characters. She's really excited about Captain Marvel uh, because it's a woman, because she's just looks awesome, like she can do anything she wants to. Mm -hmm. 
so after we watched that and she was really upset and everybody was just kind of like gloomy, you know, I was like, hey, let's watch the Captain Marvel trailer. It's like an hour Did and a half. Did you watch at- the after credit scene where they could kind of um, get the hint that she was coming around? Yeah, 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 okay. we did. And after that, they were like, well, what is that thing? Because they didn't know the symbol on like her logo. They didn't logo. know what a pager was. Well, that too. But so I was like, oh, that's Captain Marvel. That's a hint. And they're like, oh, wait, what? And I said, let's watch the trailer so you can get some context. So we watched that trailer. And then I showed them the Endgame trailer because they hadn't seen that yet. Mm. So it gave them, within a few minutes, it was like, oh, no, everything's awful. It's over to like, oh, wait, there's some hope. Oh, wait, here's where it's going. You yeah. know, and which obviously the trailer doesn't tell you much and it doesn't look super hopeful. But they're um, being really quiet about that movie. <laughs> they really are. But if you think about it, they were super quiet about Infinity War, too, up until hmm. pretty far along. Yeah. I don't remember what the gap was in between the trailer and the movie, but, um, you know, it, it wasn't like a long time. Speaking of, they're being super quiet about Star Wars. Yeah, I think you're right about they're going to release something at Star Wars Celebration. So yeah, get your, get your excited face <laughs> if you're in there. Or if you're just like in, on the premises whenever the ground starts shaking yeah. and applause erupts randomly. Chicago explodes. Yep. You'll be walking around looking at a ho- like a museum or something and all of a sudden the whole city <laughs> falls off into the lake. Um, the nerds are coming. <laughs> they heard about Jada. Um, speaking of, uh, well, actually, I don't know what speaking of. I had a contact between these two topics in my head and I lost it. So, <clears throat> Maker Fair. We're mm-hmm. talking about, I'm definitely going to Maker Fair. We're talking about trying to get you and Anthony and Forby all to Maker Fair. I'm going to Maker Fair. You're going regardless. regardless. Yeah. Okay. So we're trying to get everybody there. Um, David and Jimmy are going, and we're going to do a live and, uh, podcast. David's cameraman, Dan, is coming. For sure. Yeah. Cool. Because we're doing a, like, guys who work with or for the guys who do all the stuff. Hmm. So... I think Jess, the girl who worked for Make, she's the guys behind the guys, which sounded kind of weird and not something I would phrase in that kind of way. But you ever that, see Swingers? Yeah, yeah, guy behind the guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, um, so we're gonna be there, and if anybody has ever thought about going to Maker Fair and not really been sure about it, totally worthwhile. It's so awesome. you can meet Forby if anything. Yeah, just so you can meet Forby, the elusive Forby. He does exist. <laughs> Um, but yeah, if anybody's thinking about going, it's always a good time. And there's going to be a lot of people, not just us, there's going to be a lot of people there that it's worth hanging out with, people that are worth hanging out with stuff. So so if, if people were jealous that they got to see WorkbenchCon on Instagram and all the people and all the stuff and you felt like you missed out, like we always say that there's more, this is another one of those chances where there is more. There is more. Yeah. So go treat yourself. Go out to San Francisco. It's going to be crazy. We're going to um, oh, man. Yeah. Italy beforehand. Uh, this is two weeks before. We're going to Italy for a couple of days, then to Maker Central in the UK, coming back here for like three days mm-hmm. or four days, and then going out to San Francisco for four days, and then coming back. This is in the middle of May, which we found out today is going to be an extremely busy month for I Like to Make Stuff. There's a potential of something else happening, like going somewhere else in May. Really? Probably. Yeah. Okay. You'll have to remind me. I'll tell you after. after, Yeah, so. But yeah, we are not going to go to Maker Central. My wife and I were planning on going, but we can't find anybody to watch our kids. Mm. So 
We are not going to go to Maker Central, but I am going to go to Maker Fair, and I don't think she's going to Maker Fair, which, like Jenny, um, there are people that want my wife to go places uh, more than me. Oh, yeah. Like, they want to hang out with her more than they want to hang out with me, which is fun. Yeah. Did you see the uh, the post on the Raspberry Pi website? Did I tell you about that? No, did So there's a, a thing on the Raspberry Pi website about... They had this video about make, oh, what yeah, is a maker saw, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And so it has a list of everybody that's in the video. I was in it. And then it has a little bio about me. And then at the bottom it says something. And this is like on the website. Um, everybody knows our favorite member of the I Like to Make Stuff team is Jenny. She gives great hugs or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so our friend Alex works at Raspberry Pi and does all the social media. And she loves Jenny. They're good friends. So Anyway. Uh, what else we got? We're about done with sail, your sail barge. Almost. Sail, sail barge? So we have the Sarlacc. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> it eats. Let me see. I'll just go ahead and put him in there. Oh, yeah. There you go. Boba see Fett you. is see in, Fett. in the, the Sarlacc pit. Got to make sure we don't put any kind of handrail or safety chain <laughs> or anything else right here. That's right. That's where Boba Fett. We'll change the course of the movies. If mm-hmm. he survived. So there's like four more pages. So I'll probably finish this one out. Yeah. Off camera. And then we can do something else. I think I'm going to jump over back to my um, Vader's Castle set next. But you know what? I do have several model kits that I would like to get started on. Hmm. Oh, and those sets that we ordered the other day will be here tomorrow. Ooh. I'm starting that one. Okay. Should yeah. we keep that a secret? There's a brand new Lego set that just got announced, uh, and it will be here in a couple of days, which is pretty cool. And I'm going to make it. It's a cool one. So come check it out next week, and you'll probably see it. Yep. Yep. All right. You got anything else? Because mm, I don't. What time is it? I don't know. Yeah. No. no? We're good. Yeah. Cool. Uh, where can people find you? On Instagram at the PI Workshop, and on Twitter at Josh Makes Stuff. And... You can find all of us at I Like to Make Stuff on all the stuff, except for Twitter, where there's only one F in the name. I always forget to mention that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I Like to Make Stuff because they have a character limit. There's something else that we use in the log it is I Like to Make Stew because they have a character <laughs> yeah. limit. Yeah. Uh, there's actually one that um, the limit was even further, and it was I Like Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Tom is great. I Like Tom. Who doesn't like Tom, Tom's, though? Tom's a good guy. Yeah. Anyway, all right. We'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye.